Hello, Internet. This is Produce Xcast, episode X10. The Produce podcast where we add unnecessary X's to everything. Is that the, is that the tenth, <laughs> tenth uh, sequel to Final Fantasy X? <laughs> Final Fantasy X2. I guess. <laughs> Uh, at least it's not like how people used to do gamer tags. It's like X, X, X. Oh, people still do Stiper that. Stiper 420 X. <laughs> that's, 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 what like with, thing. that's what it feels like with Produce X101. It's like, hmm, what makes it, what makes it sound more it's hardcore? More extreme. Yeah, to the extreme. Anyway, for those of you joining us for the first time, hello. This is a uh, podcast where we talk about Produce 101, Produce 48, and uh, now, starting uh, this year, Produce X 101. We'll get into a bit of that later. But if you want to follow us along once the uh, show starts airing in in May, uh, please be sure to subscribe to Truly Debuck. Uh, you're, you can also listen to audio versions on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, if you want to join the discussion uh, once the episodes start up, you can uh, join our Discord server, uh, Truly Debak. Uh, there's going to be a specific channel for uh, Produce X101 discussion. There's going to be there's a lot of people that are watching the show, so please feel free to uh, join us in the discussion. Uh, now, with that out of the way, we can I should introduce my co-host. <clears throat> if IOI and myself were hanging off a cliff and he could only save one of us, he'd throw me off 11 times and save IOI. Nathan Swisher. 100% true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are at all time together. Thank you, Eyes One. Thank you, Eyes One, get. for that beautiful English. <laughs> yes. We'll get into that review uh, in the second part. But uh, to start off this first part of episode 10 of the Produce Cast, we're going to do our uh, series uh, preview of Produce X101. So. Uh, getting into that, uh, I mean, if you're a regular with produce, uh, if you've watched the shows before, I mean, not too much has changed, you know, same old thing, 101 trainees, I counted this time, there's actually 101 trainees, nobody's dropped out Until yet. some of them drop out. Until some of them drop out, uh, eventually. Someone's happens dr- every season. Yeah, it happens every season, they never make it to, they never make it to the first evaluation with a, with a full 101, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so, 101 trainees this season, it's boys again, so... I mean, Produce 101 Season 2 is, like, breaking records for, like, voting and, like, viewership, so this one's probably going to do insane numbers. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. 101 literally created a cult around their personality, so, I mean, this is going to be a successful show. So, uh, they're competing for, I actually don't know how many spots there are this season, in all honesty. I haven't been able to find any. Yeah, they haven't. Hmm. I don't know if it's 11, like how it usually is. I don't know if it's 12, how they did it for Produce 48. Or, I don't yeah. know if it's 10, because you know how, like, they have the X, maybe they'll the just X, do... T- yeah, it might just be 10. Yeah, that but that'd be, that'd be... That'd that suck, though, for them to take away, like, two spots from, uh, compared to last season. Yeah. But yeah, it would... It, we'll find it, out. It'll be interesting to see, yeah. Uh, so, there have been slight changes in format. Um, usually, produce groups have only existed for, like, maybe a, a year, two years, and then just disband, or just they just go back to their company. Uh, this time, there's no messing around, pretty much. So, it's a two-and-a-half, or it's a five-year contract total. 
uh, for the winning group or the winning members. Uh, two and a half years of that are exclusive to whatever the group that comes out of Produce X 101. Uh, two and a half of that are you can do, you can split time between uh, the, the Produce X 101 group and then you can do individual activities, that sort of thing. Because I feel, yeah. They kind of, they're kind of slowly learning their mistake of letting all of these people go so soon when uh, the groups yeah. barely kind of hit their prime. Or yeah, in, in like one ones case, like ninety percent of the time they're just doing CFs and they barely end up making music. Yeah, so, yeah or IOI's case of getting no music at all. Yeah, getting or like a, anything. Yeah, yeah so I, I think yeah, they, they want more of a, they want more control over uh, uh, their, what their output is, and if that's the case. This might be the last produce show, in all honesty, in a while, for a while at least, because you're not, I don't think they'll want to have, if you're going to have a five-year contract. overlapping. Yeah, you're, you know, you're not going to want to have, like, maybe there'll be overlap between Eyes 1 and then the group that comes out of this, but you're not, you're not going to want to have, like, two or three, like, boy groups or whatever competing all at the same time. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. might be, yeah, this might be um, the last one for a while, which is, we'll find out soon or later, but... Um, that's going to be an interesting thing to see is how if they'll still continue the show now that they're lengthening the contract. It's pretty much they're bringing it more in line with how they did uh, Idol School because I think Idol School their contract's like seven years long and that's exclusive. That there's no uh, oh really yeah oh they, yeah they no yeah 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 from us is like a real group yeah they 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 can't go back to the uh, I mean most of them were weren't really associated with. Um, labels anyway but yeah they're they're, yeah. they're pretty much their stone music entertainment employees for the time being um a big change though when it comes to grading systems we have a new lowest grade which is the x rating which uh supersedes f as the lowest ranking um i don't know why <laughs> in all honesty i know like they're trying to like sort of change up the format to keep it interesting but i mean what do you think they could do to like make the x ranking like more interesting or to justify its existence in the first place i i honestly have no idea why they're doing this like it's it doesn't make any sense to me like you said it does it doesn't really seem like it it justify there's no like really good justification at least that we've seen yet it's just like f was like the bottom and like everyone knows that like we knew that the worst people would go to f why be like oh never mind now F's not going to be the worst. X is going to be the worst. But all the people that would have been an F are now just going to be an X. Yeah. And it's like you have a slightly better tier for no reason. <laughs> like there already isn't much of a distinguish, distinguish distinction. between like distinction. That's what I was like. Completely <laughs> lost my, couldn't think of the word. Uh, there's not much of a distinction between like C and D. So now you have like a distinction between C, D and F, which like... Like, I don't know. It, like, it, one th- it didn't one, make sense to me. One theory I'm seeing thrown around is that if maybe if you're... Because we, we don't know, like, what the results of the elimination... Like, that, it, this is a weird thing where there's almost... There's well over a month of lead time before the show starts airing because usually they do they do the pick me and then, like, the, uh, the reveals, like, only a couple weeks before the show starts airing. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so... There's an entire possibility that maybe the X ranking is like if you hit X rank by the time they're going to record um, the the pick me song, you're just they just kick you off the show immediately. Maybe that's, I mean, yeah, it, that might be. Yeah, it it really depends on what they do with it. Yeah, if it's just another ranking, like 
that like nothing really ma- like matters it's kind of dumb especially because after like the first part the rankings don't matter at all anymore anyway it's all yeah, based it, on like what your popularity fans. ranking yeah. is so like that part of it is already a minuscule amount of the show yeah but like and adding another like lower tier than F doesn't make any sense unless they do something crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, they, I would. Like, I mean, it, it's kind of yeah. harsh, but I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be against it because I mean, I mean, all, all due respect to like someone like uh, like a Beijing Younger, like people that because there were people in One One that hit F and then ended up making uh, the final group. So yeah, I mean, maybe well, they yeah, just so yeah, yeah so yeah, maybe they. The thing is, they, they kind of make money off of, like, oh, my God, they were an F trainee, and they made the final group, so I don't know if they oh, really yeah, want yeah. I don't know if they want to eliminate that aspect entirely. Yeah, like, exactly. To see the that's, growth. like, a... That's always the, like, nice, like, Cinderella story, like, yeah. storyline that they have every season if that happens. Or there's people um, that go from, like, F to A uh, yeah, after exactly. the second evaluation or whatever, so it, it's weird, it's yeah. We'll find out. Definitely. Let us know what your ideas are, potential ideas on uh, what the X ranking could be used for. Um, And the final big change is uh, before, well, in season one, they just literally, when it came to choosing who the center was for the music video, they literally just like did like a ballot. Uh, Season two and Produce 48, they did like some type of special performance or like a dance or they changed the lyrics and then the trainees would choose who they wanted to be the center this time around. The center is actually being chosen by the fans. So all of the A rank trainees uploaded. Uh, basically, it's like their, it's like the uh, their evaluation videos. Um, they uploaded that onto <laughs> Mnet, Mnet's YouTube channel, and then uh, anyone who had voting access was able to vote for who the center was. So I'll just go quickly over uh, the list of A rank trainees because there's about fifteen of them, I think. So, I mean, that, that's a pretty standard number, I think, when it comes to... Yeah, it's usually around there. It's like 14, 15 for every season. So, we've got all the A-rank trainees. We've got Kang Kyung-soo from AAPY. Um, I'm, I'm not looking up too much. I'm not going to in the weeds with uh, the members, but I was looking up this guy's, like, hobbies or whatever, and it said under hobbies, he likes to research flat earth theories. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I mean, uh, hopefully sure. he doesn't believe them. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't believe. Them. I mean, like flat Earth theories are interesting. It's just don't yeah, believe. They're interesting <laughs> because they're dumb. Like, I mean, I, just like how I can mean, you believe these things? Like I can't. I can't throw much shade because my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite basketball players, Kyrie Irving, literally had like a famous like situation where he. <laughs> He's nicknamed the Flat Mamba for a reason because he talked about flat Earth theories and every and everything. Really. It was hilarious, but um, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, next, we have Kim Shihun from Brand New Music, not to be confused with Kim Shihun from Everglow uh, or yeah, Produce Forty Eight. Yeah, yeah, completely different person. Um, we have Sun Dong Pyo from DSP Media, Lee Jun Hyuk from also from DSP Media, Kim. Kukon from uh, Music Works, uh, Song Yu Vin from Music Works, uh, Park Yun Sol from Nest Entertainment, uh, Choi Byung Chan from Plan A Entertainment. Um, it's listed as Plan A on here, but they, the company actually recently um, changed their name due to a merger. Plan A merged with Fave <laughs> Entertainment, so they changed yeah, to Plan that. M? <laughs> I don't, where, where did they get Plan M from? Uh, yeah, like, where did plan the M a, come from? 
Fave. Fave. I guess Plan F sounds stupid, so they just made it like Plan. I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird. Who knows? That's a weird name choice. Uh, also from uh, Plan A, Plan M Entertainment, uh, Han Han Sung Woo, uh, Kim what? Hyun Bin from uh, Source Music, uh, Moon Hyun Bin from uh, Starship Entertainment, Ham Won Jin from Starship Entertainment, Kim Woo Sok from Top Media, Lee Jin Hyuk from Top Media, and Choi Si Won from individual he's an individual trainee and he's probably uh the one i have my eye on right now in terms of like favorites because this dude's short as hell he be, he's basically like woozy he's literally like a clone oh, of really? woozy and he can dance really good like woozy so he's actually he's my favorite so far i don't know he, how popular he is but early pick early pick i usually don't try to pick until i start watching the show but i'm pretty impressed uh with what he did so um mm. That's just we'll we'll go deeper into the uh, groups and uh, companies later, but um, there have been some cast changes. So uh, the screenshot I was showing before was the new host, um, Lee Dong Wook. He played the Grim Reaper on the hit show Goblin. So he's an actor. Uh, the thing is, I usually like when it's a musician because season two we had Boa, season two yeah. three we had what's his name E Songi. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I I I usually like when it's like a actual like yeah, musician. Yeah, this is actually the first season that it's not been a musician. I guess they maybe they, they couldn't get anyone else to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, or they. Well, also because it's weird because yeah, like usually the host is the opposite gender of the the show, so mm-hmm. it was weird to see a guy yeah. introduce a season with guys. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but he, he, I mean, he's huge, so it's, he's huge. It makes yeah, sense, I mean, like, I, I, maybe that's why because they they want like it's the fourth season, so they kind of want like new interest in the show. But the thing is, though, like Isogi barely showed up on Produce Forty Eight like last season. Like he only showed up, I swear, only for like eliminations and like the one episode when he was talking to the yeah, trainees, yeah, he I wasn't swear. on it very much at all. Like hopefully, maybe ho- ho- hopefully Idongook will be more active in that in, in that aspect, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably like a ratings or a viewership sort of decision. Um, uh, in terms of uh, trainers, uh, our vocal trainers from season two actually are returning. Uh, Isokun from SG Wannabe and Shin Yumi. Um, yeah, I, I like them. I like them. Yeah, they were pretty good. When, or they were really strict. I remember when it came to season two, they just they just be like they'd be killing them over the high notes and everything. Um, yeah, Cheetah's returning as the rap trainer, and the dance trainers are Kong Jae Sun, who was on season two, and Choi Young Jun, who was on Produce Forty Eight. Um, they did, I believe, they did the choreography for uh, the uh, the Pick Me song. Uh, on okay, yeah, so it, it's kind of like they're combining uh, dance trainers. Um, I'll say yeah, this. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, actually no, Bae Jung wasn't on wasn't on season two, right? I don't think she was on um. season two. I can't remember. Yeah, she only seems to be on the the the. It was the on season with, one, one and like produce forty. For sure, yeah, she but. only seems to be with on the seasons with girls. So, uh, <laughs> on March twentieth, yeah. they had a produce X one hundred one runway show to coincide with Seoul Fashion Week. Um, so that's how they. That's an interesting sort of new thing that they added just to as a way to reveal all of the members to the the fans and everything. So yeah, they're definitely trying to, mm-hmm. I mean, they usually, they've done gorilla events before where like they just do like handshake events or just, they, they, they all show up and perform like the pick me song, like in the middle of soul or something like that. So this isn't anything new. Yeah. Oh snap. I didn't notice they're, they're wearing the rankings. 
They have like the they have the rankings on the back of their shirts. This guy's an F rank. Oh, really? oh no, why would they do that? Hopefully they're like actually just modeling the clothes because it's a runway show. Hopefully they're just not actually like modeling mm. what rank they. Are. That'd be like why would you want to go out as an F rank and yeah, be like or yeah. an X? It's like yeah, I'm an F rank. <laughs> like hopefully it's yeah. just the fashion. Like you know how like they do like the the weird fashion. The, yeah, with, like, yeah, the you can buy the shirts and stuff. Or like the fashion shoots with like the cheese puffs. What? Why is it cheese oh. puffs? Like, I, I, actually, I, I don't know if I saw any cheese puffs this year, but like that was always a thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just a weird quirk. Yeah. Anyway, um, getting onto the uh, actual performance of this season's Pick Me song, which actually isn't called Pick Me. It's just it's literally called just, or it's spelled X One Ma or G Ma. Which kind of means just like don't or like don't give up or whatever is the translation of the lyrics. So that's an yeah. interesting that's an interesting thing that they kind of they went away from specifically calling it pick me. I mean they say pick me in the song, so it's not like they're like yeah. completely abandoning it. But um, we got Sun Dung Pyo of DSP Media as the center. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, he seems way younger than he actually is he's like 18. i watched his introduction video and he looks like he's 14 <laughs> and yeah he's 18 years old so i was surprised by that this guy um, like, yeah he seems good like to put it in perspective this guy is older than Won young he's older than nako he's older than like a he's bunch older of than, yeah most most of eyes <laughs> one and um, he acts like he acts like way younger than them some of them yeah dude. he it's looks crazy. so young um uh, but no, yeah, he seemed good. Um, he seemed like fitting for the center part, at least. Hmm. Um, he had a lot of charisma. So yeah. that's always important. And I mean, we're, we're, we can kind of get into a bit of it later, but I mean, just like it's interesting to see. Like, or, I mean, that's be, it'll be interesting to because usually if you hit center, um, you're going to be in the final group like Sakura, um, Dewi. Yeah, uh, everyone did. Yeah. Who, so who was sent? So, Somi was no, no, so, no, sorry, no, Yujung, Yujung, Yujung was center. Yujung was center, yeah. yeah. Uh, Somi was number one uh, overall, but yeah, they usually, yeah. not, like, you almost always make group. I know Produce 48, they technically had two centers. They had Sakura and then they had. Um, Gaan. Oh. We didn't make it. Oh, God. That's why. That's where we gained the term getting Gaan. I mean, it used to be calling get, getting Jungyun because of. Um, because of JR from New West not be getting into the one on one, but it's it's the, the term's way more appropriate. Being uh, gone, she literally was almost there, and then, oh, that sucks. Anyway, um, yep. so I mean, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if he doesn't make it in at this point, which would be crazy considering like DSP hasn't put out a boy group in like a proper boy group in since Ajax. <laughs> in like that's a lifetime ago at this point in all honesty it was so 2010 or 11 I'm not sure exactly Yeah so I, I yeah I'm kind of surprised that they're sending people on here but we'll get into that Maybe later 2012 What are your thoughts on the song? Um so I was disappointed. Really? Um Yeah I to me it seemed like they just tried to recreate Nayana and failed like in my opinion like it they used some like synths that I found weren't the most like I don't know they were kind of annoying and then just like overall nothing was catchy enough in my opinion like to me compared to the other songs Nekoya is just a better song it's just I think Nekoya is like uh, yeah, the, I don't the think best anything beats actual Nekoya. song exactly 
But Nayana had a much more memorable like hook and choreography. And then Pick Me had infinitely more iconic choreo and like way more energy, if that makes sense. Like it just the song to mm. me, yeah, it just it didn't meet like the energy or the catchiness levels of any of the other songs. Um, the only thing that really stood out was I did like the like kind of like martial arts choreography they have going for them, but like the song itself was just I don't know it 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 just didn't meet the expectations I had from previous seasons. Like it seemed like they were on an upward climb with song quality, and so I think that's part of it. Um, like they've just been getting better and this kind of like <clears throat> fell off from Nekoya. So I think that's why overall. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. I mean, I'm on the complete opposite and I love this song like so <laughs> much. Uh, I'd put it, I'd honestly put it'd be Nekoya, Jima, um, pick me and then Nayana. <laughs> oh really? You leave Nayana last? Wow. Uh, like pick me and Nayana are kind of like the same, but if like, if, yeah, yeah if, if I were to like, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick between the two, I'd just probably pick pick me just because it's iconic at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I love the energy of the song in all honesty. And, um, I looked up the producers of the songs and I completely understand why. So it was produced by the team of, uh, Figgy Bostrom who did, uh, ABC Middle of the Night by VAV and Stay by My Side by Twice. Ah, you almost said Vav. Vav, god damn it! <laughs> stupid, stupid habit. Um, Albin Nordquist who did uh, Wake Me Up by Twice, Spotlight by Monster X, Get It by Priston V, Fanfare by SF9, and freaking Chain by NCT One Two Seven. And producer uh, of the decade. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, maybe except for Wake Me Up because that was kind of a weak twice Japanese song. Yeah. Get it, get it, Shane and, and no, 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 no. You're gonna like, you're so gonna like nice. this. The next person, Joe Michelle, who produced Black Widow and We Like by Priston and Super Hot by uh, the the Produce One One Season Two song. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, one of the ending songs. So yeah, be, there's super a, the, hot. That's what I think of every time I hear the song Super Hot now. <laughs> and having played Super Hot, I need to, I need to get into that. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's only like a couple hours long. So I know yeah, no, I played play it, it in V. I played it in VR. That 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 shit was wild. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, like there's a re- they have a really like good set of producers here, and I can definitely see what they're going after in terms of like the vibe of the song. Um, I think what really sells me on the song is especially the choreography because one, it's super catchy, and two, there's this awesome dance break where, like, when it goes into the dance break, they do that thing where like, they all lay back like, and it's like a wave sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That part was cool. Also, um, I think the. Cho- I think the choreography is like easy enough to like understand and also, make, but still like really technical because like there's that part where they're like the dun 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 and like they, they they do a clap under their legs and everything and they do that like multiple times. So it seems like a really fun choreography. I want to try it and I'm putting this out here now because so I'll be beholden to it later. Um, we're actually trying to get a KCON panel um, at KCON New York this year and if we manage to get a KCON panel at KCON New York. I'm going to ask uh, my dance teacher friend, DJ, to teach me the choreography to Jima, and I will perform it at our KCON panel. <laughs> so if you want to see me do the choreography for this, tweet at KCON. Let them know that you want to see a produce cast panel at KCON New York. I mean, I don't know if I can do it. I mean, I mean, I'll honestly, but I mean, I'll try. I'll try. Just I'll do it for I'll do it for the memes and you can record all you want and you can upload it. <laughs> it's going to be a discord emote and <laughs> yeah it's gonna no be a discord emote at, at some point like me just doing like the clap thing 
uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to find I'll buy the I'll buy the produce one X one one merch and I'll, I'll I'll do it too. So it'll be a legit thing. Uh, uh, this is I actually like the stage this time because it was um it's like the shape of yeah. an X and like the yeah I liked like the X yeah because like the each of like the the arms of the X was like had the thing and then like all the A rank trainees were on like the middle diamond sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing the ones on the, the floor were were F rank or X rank unless they got I would rid say of X rank. no they would I assume it would be X because if there's four arms like plus the center that's the five rankings A B C D F. So. Yeah, actually, that, that that makes sense. So maybe they they, they don't F they don't Franks eliminate them. Actually, get to be on stage for once. Oh, that actually be ni- uh, that actually be nice because usually the F ranks are the ones like crying because they can't be on stage unless until yeah. at the end. Well, now it's X. Um, which nope. it, poor guys, poor guys. Yeah, um, it happens. The one thing I don't like is it's becoming such a thing over uh, the past like a couple of seasons, but. Everyone trying to become the ending fairy is so dumb now. It's there's like a yeah. hundred people like winking like it's so it, lo- pandering, yeah. it, it looks like they're like there's like something stuck in their eye like or whatever. Um there was one nice guy though, like he did he did a kiss and then he did like the heart thing and then there's like a there's a heart sticker on his thumb. That was that was genius, oh. but everyone else was just like <laughs> Like, uh, it's just like, there must be like a world record for most people blinking simultaneously whenever they do, whenever they film these, but, uh. yeah, yeah. Like you said, like the one guy, they, you just gotta be more creative at this point. Yeah. And I mean, it's too much. Like, I don't want ending fairies to determine who makes the top 11, 10, 12, because I mean. Like no disrespect to Park Ji Hoon, but if he didn't do the wink, like I he might he wouldn't have made it into one on one. Granted, he he definitely has the talent to back it up, but I really don't want. Oh my God, he's he did a winky thing at the end of the video to be what determines who gets in the group. Like three months, three four months from now, like it should be the actual skill. But I mean, hey, Produce One Hundred One is a talent show disguised as a or it's a talent show disguised Popular. as a popularity contest. So it's a popularity contest, contest disguised, disguised as a talent, as a talent show. show. So yeah, who knows? Anyway, let's get into a few of the trainees again. We're not going to go into a bit two of the weeds, but I just wanted to note some significant sort of companies and uh, sort of trainees that uh, stood out to us. Uh, starting off with, we have the return. Of the big three, which I honestly I not, I did not expect YG and uh, JYP to ever come back on this show. Yeah, in I didn't all think honesty. is this YG proper this time. <laughs> yeah, this is the first it, time. This is the first time okay. YG is like proper has ever been on a produce show. They've sent YGK plus on pri- the past two seasons, um, mm-hmm. with Hyunbin on uh, season two being the like the popular one. And I oh I forgot the ma- I forgot the names of the ones from Produce Forty Eight because yeah. they didn't. Well, they, I don't. One of them was like a, the daughter of like a famous chef or something. That's all yeah, I can they, remember. They didn't make it very far. So yeah, I felt bad. Yeah. Their names weren't memorable. I felt bad, but I mean, I guess like YG at this point, like they they feel like they should have proper trainees or actual I mean, well, trainees. Yeah. I mean, so t- to give you their names, we have uh, Yun So Bin from JYP. Only one, only one with JYP. So maybe we get some more Somi magic at this point. Like I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's less likely because Somi had the prior yeah, fan base 16. from 16, um, where this person is new, as far as I know, unless was, he was on a show or something that I yeah, know no, I, um, I apparently he's been like a trainee for like a like a little over a year or so. So I mean, could they have like 
how did did he just end up joining the company after Stray Kids or like? Well, Stray Kids is weird because that was a group that John put together like yeah on his own and he like, <laughs> did he, he just, just pick trainees did he just not get picked into his group? Oh, so oh, yeah, I it must so just bad. be this guy didn't. Well, I mean, it wasn't that he was he's necessarily bad, but it just he might not fit fit the what John saw for Stray Kids, which. Based on his introduction video, I could see he was, like, I don't know, he, he didn't give off, like, hardcore oh. Stray Kids. Oh, and it, like, so he's, like, on the complete opposite end of that, uh, yeah, on the yeah, spectrum, exactly. essentially. So. so, okay, you think he'll do well? Because, I mean, JYP is, like, a huge uh, yeah, name. Yeah, I so. think, I think as long as he's not complete garbage, which would be surprising coming from JYP. JYP, yeah. I think he'll do well. Yeah, just the name recognition alone might get him into the top 11, whatever. Yeah. Um, the trainees from YG are uh, Wang Junhao and Hidaka Mahiro, who were both on YG Treasure Box there, uh, the other uh, survival show <laughs> that produced the two groups. I forget Treasure and then I forget the other one. Um, other members on YG Treasure Box were uh, AAP Dams, Imi Dam, and individual trainees Kang Sokwa and uh, Kim Sung Yun. So yeah, they're going on the they're going on the tour of survival shows. So um, there seems to be a lot of hype behind these two because YG, especially for uh, Mahiro, and he he was he seems really popular from YG Treasure Box. I didn't watch the show myself. I don't yeah, Cooper I Cooper did yeah. So he's the one that definitely seems hyped about it. And again, anything with the name YG next to it is gonna you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of firepower behind you, so we'll see. I, I honestly don't know if they'll make the final. That'd be that'd be so funny though to have if JYP and YG have two like they all of them make it into the final group. Like that, yeah, that kind of be that kind of be mind blowing yeah, to have. Weird. Yeah, because that that's never happened before. Or like uh, uh, two of the big three like enter like a project group sort of uh, survival show like this, and, and and all of like two of their trainees or whatever make it into the final group. So that'd be an interesting dynamic, but. Uh, We'll see. Next, we'll have uh, like existing groups or people that were fa- had fame or some semblance of fame prior to uh, entering the show. Starting off with uh, Kim Sung Hyun from uh, Stone Music Entertainment. He was a part of uh, the Boys Twenty Four Survival Show, which produced the uh, group Into It. I honestly don't know much about Boys Twenty Four. I mean, like Mnet has a billion survival shows at this point. So. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you can't keep up with all. Oh. Am I, I'm not on mute. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm mute. Sorry, I muted to type to Jacob because he was trying to get us his scores. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's just too much to keep up with at this point, and it, all I know from Boys 24 is, like, all the controversy stuff that happened with, like, the one dude, like, yeah. talking shit about his fans and getting kicked out and stuff. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I've, I've, that's that the was only, from Boys 24. Yeah, that's the but, only thing I've heard of, unfortunately, so. Yeah. Let's see. Um, from the group of my teen, uh, we have uh, Kim Gukon from and Song Yuvin, both from Music Words. Uh, Kim Gukon f- was on Mix Nine, and Song Yuvin was on Yuvin was on Superstar K Six. Uh, my teen definitely is a it's a it it's a definitely a bigger name in terms of like groups that end up uh, on like survival shows like this. So I know they have a decent fan base. Yeah. So that that might work in their favor. Definitely, yeah. I know everyone's I trying. Think they were on the unit. Possibly, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure they were. I kind of feel bad though if they're in, if they're just doing the the survival show, like tour at this point. If they're just like going around like that, so. But I mean, 
everyone's just trying to everyone's just trying to be the next newest where like it putting them on produce like sort of revitalizes or uh brings new interest in the group but i don't know if that's good if everyone's trying to be the next newest no one's going to be the next newest unfortunately oh now you're on mute (laughs) (laughs) sorry um they were on uh a mix nine not not the unit yeah yeah. i knew they were on one of them Uh, next, we have uh, Cho Song Yun from uh, UFO Entertainment. He's a member of the band uh, Unique. Uh, I, I've heard the name before, but I really haven't looked too much into them. Yeah, I don't honesty. really know much uh, about them. Though. This group we've definitely heard a lot, we've seen in person. Um, Kim Woo Sok and Lee Jin Hyuk from Uptension and Top Media. We've, this is actually a group we've seen at KCON. Like, I high five yeah. members of Uptension, and now we're on, they're on this show. I feel really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it. <sighs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, there's so many groups out there, and this is like a good, like, Wait. good shot at getting names out there. Yeah. Like, even if they don't make it the final group, like, getting to the end at least. Yeah. Or like near the end, it will help. And that's kind of become a strategy in itself, where you get popular enough, but don't get into the final group, so you're yeah. not beholden to CJ for the next five years. You just yeah, need to get yeah, the popular... Exactly. Yeah, basically, every, this is like... A lot of companies are treating produce like just free advertising at this point to, uh, to hopefully just get their groups more popular, and they have no interest in getting mm-hmm. them in the... I mean, that's how, like... That's basically how Happy Face treated friggin' Mix 9, because they didn't yeah, want to yeah. have them, like, be held hostage. I mean, we'll get to Happy Face later in this, but... Um, that's definitely that's definitely been like the new uh, strategy when it comes to uh, just trying to get your groups over and more popular. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And probably one of the most popular ones uh, we have from Plan A Entertainment: uh, Choi Byung Chan and Ha Sung Woo from Victon. Which uh, I again, just these really they, these names that are like in K-pop for a while. So just, I mean, it was more expected with stuff like the Unit or. I mean, maybe even like under nineteen or whatever, but man, I, I, I it, it does feel kind of weird to see these names in K-pop that we've been seeing for a while just send members like this. I guess they really do just need the exposure. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, nobody bigs ever. Like Plan A was always just a big. Like <laughs> Vic, Victon never like hit the level that. Unfortunately, I mean, they have soloists and stuff. Like they have Hogok, um, who's very popular as well, but as like a ballad. Mm-hmm. Singer, um, but yeah, like Victon never really got out there, so yeah. Hopefully, it makes they sense can, having them here. Yeah, hopefully they can grow through the show. Uh, sorry, we've got Play some, M, not Plan A. I, I'm calling it Plan A. I'm sorry, Plan M is just like why That's would not, you? It's not even. It's not Plan M. It's Play M. What? According no. to their Wikipedia page, no, it should be Plan. It's, I thought it was <laughs> no. Their Wiki. They even have the logo. It's Play M. Entertainment. Fix your goddamn so. name, Play M or Plan M, whatever you... Either call yourself Fave Entertainment or Plan A Entertainment or Plan Fave Entertainment. I don't know. Anyway, we've got some survival show veterans uh, coming on to uh, Produce X 101, starting off with... Um, oh, God, I'm going to butcher this guy's name because it's Chinese. It's Wei Ji Yui uh, from Hongyi Entertainment. He was on a uh, Chinese survival show called All for One. Basically, it's another one of those mm-hmm. like produce, produce rip-off shows. You know, like, yeah, basically, it's just like it's almost exactly like Produce 101, kind of like how Idol Producer is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, from MBK Entertainment, uh, we have uh, Nam Do Hyun and 
Uh, and from Think About It Entertainment, we have Kim Jun Jae. They were both on the show Under 19. Um, we have a Produce 101 Season 2 veteran coming back in, Kim Dong Bin, who was formerly, when he was un, who, when he pr- competed in Produce 101 Season 2, he was under Kiwi Media Group. Uh, he has since uh, left and gone to MLD Entertainment, formerly Double Kick, which is uh, Momoland's uh, Momoland. company. Um, if you don't remember, uh, Kim Dong Bin, he was the one that kind of, like, he sort of had a panic attack before he was doing his, uh, remember he did the performance okay. of Chewing Gum by NCT, uh, yeah, NCT yeah. Dream, and yeah, they had to cheer him on. So I, I, I feel so bad that he has to come back on the show again, but hopefully he does better this time around. I mean, there were a lot of people that, uh, on Produce 48 that, um, that came back from season one and then they, they ended up doing much better than they did the first time around. So hopefully Dung Bin, um, and having, being a familiar name to, uh, Produce fans, hopefully this will, this will work in his favor. And I mean, I, it mm-hmm. seems like he's at a better company now if he's going to be under Momoland's company. So they must have, they must have something up their sleeve if they're going to, if they're sending him on here. Yeah. Um, and then we, competing on Mix 9, we had Big Jin, who was under, uh, Vine Entertainment. Uh, I've never heard of it, but, I'm, uh, that kind of sucks that people that just had to survive, like, the mess that was Mix 9 are just, I mean, at least they're on, yeah. like, a, at least they're on a sustainable survival show this time around, and not just, like, a hot mess that was Mix 9. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to, de- you don't have to worry about JY, or JYP, YG's y- creepy face staring at you the whole time. <laughs> I still can't get over that freaking if you haven't seen that screenshot it's just literally there's so many YG looks like freaking uh, he looks like a Murdoch from Gorillas, like literally like with the tongue going on and everything like oh god uh, but enough about YG uh, next we're it's on terrifying. to new and returning companies so basically just companies that have uh, been absent for a while and are just sending um, people back or just like brand new entrants so starting off we've got Around Us Entertainment who is the company formed by uh, Highlight formerly known as uh Oh God, Batust. <laughs> Wait, Batust? Yeah, <laughs> Beast. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was gonna like, do I call them Batust or could I call them Beast? I mean, that, that's a, that, that's our thing now, right? We have to call them. No, to- Batust is is classic. You gotta, yeah, we, you we have to call Batust. them Batust. That, that was uh, the, they're not in kimchi. they're not in the best of like uh, reputations right now because one of their members got caught no, up yeah. in like the the. Well, he's gone burning, now. Yeah, he kind of yeah he got caught up in burning mocha so. And about that, their trainees are Choi Shi-hyuk, uh, Jung Jae-hyun, and Woo Jae-won. So, that's interesting. I didn't expect them to actually hire trainees or just be form groups other than the highlight. That's actually interesting that they're going to yeah. run it like a proper company like this. So, mm-hmm. that's a, that's an interesting sort of tidbit. You think they'll yeah. do well? Um, Yeah, they have a good chance. I mean, uh, Beast is a good group. Like, they... And they have a lot of experience, so helping other trainees, like having actual trainees, it's probably a good place to be. Mm, yeah. Returning a- uh, after a two-season uh, absence, we have DSP Media. We mentioned a few of them before. Uh, their three trainees are Lee Hwan, Lee Jun-hyuk, and Son Dong-pyo, who is the center, as I mentioned before. So, I mean... Yeah, we kind of were talking about it before, but it, it's interesting that like DSP definitely has something up their sleeve if they're sending uh, boy trainees um, yeah. to produce uh, X101. Yeah, three of them. Although, I mean, that's not necessarily true because they sent, I mean, two they, they, they members sent a bunch. of season one. Yeah. And 
Nothing came of that. Did they send a bunch of season two? I don't remember. No, they they haven't they haven't shown up since season one. Okay, yeah, and yeah, they only. I mean, they sent two, and um, I mean, one of them got added to April, and the other we haven't heard from since. So. Oh gosh. So I mean, but I mean, with with Dunkyo getting with Ezen Hook getting an A and Dunkyo getting, getting yeah. center, like there's a good chance that these guys make it into the final like group. So that yep. And I'm gonna put this out there, but in all likelihood, whatever the, the the boy group that they're making comes out of this, like they're probably gonna surpass Card in terms of in yeah. April in terms of popularity. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. But which is gonna be crazy. That's like DSP would be back on the map. Like I, I really didn't expect DSP to put trainees on here just because it's been so long, and it seems like they're just doing their own thing. So we'll see how do well yeah. how well they do. Uh, returning from season one, we have Happy Face Entertainment who. Recently changed their name to Dreamcatcher Company because uh, Dreamcatcher is printing them uh, oodles of money at this point. Well, so, yeah, they don't, and Dalshabat's gone. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, they have only sent uh, one trainee this time around, uh, one Hyunsik. So, uh, it'll be like it'll be interesting to see what their plans are in terms of sending a trainee because I know they have they have another boy group, but I've never heard anything from them. In all honesty, um, okay, they have. Well, they're banned, apparently. Yeah. Um, um, what's their name oh, again? No. What? Oh, no, never mind. Well, they're called HNB. Yeah, I've heard of um, HNB, but I haven't really heard of HNB in all honesty. So, what do you think their plans are uh, with sending uh, one hinge onto, uh, onto Produce X101? Um, I mean, I think they've... Wait, sorry. These are people from... Oh, Mix9. Okay. Or, yeah, because a mix nine person. That's why I was like, I recognize this person from HMB, but, um, uh, sorry. Yeah, I think they, I mean, I think he has a good chance. Like, it, they did well in mix nine. Um, I mean, the number one boy group person in mix nine was from, from Happy Face. Happy Face, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Wu Jin Young. Um, oh no, yeah. See, I was gonna say, this is not a name from, that's not that guy. Park Wu Dam is in this group, HMB. Mm. Yeah, from from Produce One One. Oh, okay. Two. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, uh, but I mean, do you think do you think they're making like the boy version of Dreamcatcher, or do you think they're going to like do like something completely different? I mean, I I really don't know if there's any tra- other yeah. boy trainees like hanging around back that, at uh, Dreamcatcher I mean, Company. That would be interesting. Um, I mean, Dreamcatcher Company they they, they name their they like be their name because they're going to do sub like sub labels. Um, so like. That Dreamcatcher company is gonna be Dreamcatcher's like sub label, but then they said HMP will have their own sub sub label. So okay. like they're just kind of doing what like JYP is doing or like okay. splitting it up. Um, but so like the they don't have to do that style. Um, but I think it would be interesting to see a guy group do that style of music. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they'll sort of play into that. Um, and last but not least, uh, in terms of this. Uh, section we have source music friggin g friends company they're actually they have people not named g friend under that company i'm i'm shocked like it's literally just yeah. been g friend for god knows how many years at this point um yeah it's when 2009 they were founded yeah. and it's literally only been g friend so they have kim hyun bin who is an a they have Tsai chi hao definitely a foreigner um and okay, yun well, minguk so they i mean they had glam but that, that was with big nobody, hit nobody talks about glam there, they had two groups co-managed by Big Hit. Oh, Lord. but because apparently they also there was a group called Eight Eight. 
Oh, oh boy. Which so, was Source and Bigot, but that's yeah, a, this is interesting to see their first like trainees other than G Friend yeah, for like a real group. What what would a Source music boy group sound like? I'm actually really interested. Is it going to be like straight up like boy version of G Friend, or are they going to go more like? Uh, no, I think they would have to do something different. I mean, I'm all that, I'm all da- that, I'm down for a boy version of G Friend. In all honesty, just doing like knife choreography and like string instrumentals, I, like that'd be so cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. It'll be interesting to see uh, mm. what they do. Next, we're on to produce 101 royalty. Basically, any anyone that got members into like a final group of IOI 101, Eyes 1, so to, so to speak. So, starting off, we have trainees from Brand New Music who produced Idewi and Park Hoo Jin uh, from 101. They have uh, Kim Si Hun, who got an A, uh, Yeon Jung Wan, Lee Eun Sang, and Hong Sung Jun. So, Definitely, they know what they're they know what their bread how their bread is buttered at this point. Brand new music, they're definitely trying to get mm-hmm. another uh, Dewi Ujin situation. Uh, sending a lot yeah. of trainees. I mean, it's definitely going to be a different group because they like Ab Six or whatever how you pronounce it. They have their plans already set, so we'll see like what their plans are with this group afterwards. Because um, like I, I don't I don't think they'll debut like two boy groups immediately, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what their plans are. Hmm. Uh, from C9 Entertainment, we have uh, Kam Donghyun and uh, Lee Jae-bin. Uh, C9 Entertainment produced uh, Bae Jin-young uh, from 101. Uh, I don't know how how successful they'll be because, in all honesty, like, Bae Jin-young just kind of came out of nowhere towards the end of uh, 101. So I, I I don't know if they'll like, get any more uh, winners this season, in all honesty. So, yeah. Just kind of a yeah. fluke. Don't, don't focus on produce. Give us more good day, because yeah. what happened to that group? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, next up, another uh, staple. We ha- uh, producing the likes of Choi Yu Jung, Kim Doyeon from IOI, and Ong Sung Woo from One One. We have Fantagio, who's only sending one trainee this time around in Hang Gi Chan. Hmm. I mean, it worked for Ong. I mean, being the only uh, male trainee, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I have. I have high expectations for him because, like, Ong definitely set the bar, like, super high. Yeah, Ong was fantastic. Like, Ong, like, I can't, I can't wait to see what Ong does in, uh, whatever he does in Fantagio, but, like, hopefully this guy's, uh, just as good as Ong was, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Jellyfish Entertainment, who has produced the likes of Kim Se, God, I mean, God Se Jung and, uh, Kang Mina, uh, they sent, uh, Kim Ming and Choi Jun Song, so... I mean, Jellyfish hasn't been able to produce winners since season one, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, we'll see. Well, I, I, what do you think? Will what do you, what do you think of Jellyfish's chances, or are these, um, these guys' chances? I think they have an okay chance. I mean, it really just depends on their their skills. Um, but I mean, I think Jellyfish is, has a good skilled, like brought skilled people before. I mean, all all three of their trainees in season one got A's mm. um, like all part of Gugudan which unfortunately doesn't translate to popularity sales sales um, sort of thing so but yeah I, I think yeah, at this point yeah Jellyfish might need a they might need a winner coming from this show if they if they want more uh, success for the label because yeah WikiMiki unfortunately yeah. has been kind of floundering so you mean Gugudan 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 sorry not WikiMiki uh Speaking of another group that's kind of floundering and all, sorry, but uh, well, Wikimiki's doing decent actually. Uh, we've already, 
we've already mentioned uh, Young Sobin from JYP. Um, moving on to Maru Entertainment, who produced the likes of Park Jihoo and Winky Boy. Uh, they're sending Iwujin, not the uh, different Iwujin, uh, not the one from uh, the East Light that competed in season two. Um, Iwujin, uh, Ijin Woo, and Ite Sung. So Maru Entertainment definitely wants to reproduce the popularity of Park Jihoon, definitely. We have Woo Jin and Jin Woo. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of like an oxy or like a reverse sort of thing. But um, hopefully the group sticks around this time because um, I feel like the initial, I believe the initial plan for Jihoon, like we mentioned it on our one on one like sunset show, because um, like pretty much everyone that he got sent on the show with either like left the industry or got in trouble with like a scandal. So it, that's why uh, Jihoon just ended up going solo. So I think this time around mm-hmm. they're definitely gonna have a plan in terms of having a proper group since Jihoon's just on his own at this point. So. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how successful they'll be because I feel like Jihoon might just have been a, like a flash in the pan sort of thing. But I mean, yeah. they it, it it's a popular name now, like Mario Entertainment. Like Jihoon definitely put Mario yeah, Entertainment. Yeah, people on the know map. that name now. Yeah, which before Wano nobody in season two, nobody had knew what Mario Entertainment was. And I mean, like Jihoon's doing like insane numbers when it comes to like streaming and like YouTube views on his debut. So they they mm-hmm. could definitely ride off of the back of that. Uh, we kind of mentioned uh, MBK before, but uh, who produced uh, Cheon? Uh, so they they sent uh, Kim Young San, uh, Nam Do Hyun, and Yi Hang Yo. So yeah, MBK is returning from season one. Um, I, at this point, I don't trust MBK with anything. <laughs> in I'll honesty. say, yeah, it's like who knows what's going on with MBK. <laughs> yeah, like like I can barely trust them to like treat Dio well, let alone. It no, seems they like won't. they're gonna they they, like they're gonna make a new boy group on top of that. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. Honestly, don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like it's kind of like I don't want to. I don't want to be mean, but I I kind of don't want them to do well on this because if they do well on this, then you know that. Actually, no. I actually do want. In that case, maybe it's better off if they do well on this, or maybe make the final group because you know CJ would treat them way better than. Uh, MBK everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the unfortunate truth. Um, we have Starship Entertainment, who produced the lights of uh, Yunjung, uh, Won Young, and Yujin. Yunjung um, ended up in uh, Wuju Sonya. Uh, Won Young and uh, Yujin are currently in Eyes One. So they're sending a whole bunch of people. They're sending uh, Kang Min Hee. Kujungmo, Moon Hyunbin, who got an A, Song Hyunjung, and Hamun Jin, who also got an A. So it's it's pretty apparent what Starship's trying to do here, sending a huge group. But definitely, because I mean they're definitely due for a new boy group because Monster X has been around since uh, twenty fifteen. How long? Monster X was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So they're definitely. And it's probably not going to be like a Monster X type like hype boy group. They're definitely going to go in the complete opposite direction. But I mean, sending this many members, they're definitely working on some type of group. So, I mean, Starship has gotten like people in for two seasons. So, what do you think their chances will be this time around? Um, I think yeah, I think they have a good shot. Starship's a well-known company, and it's a company that has like good. I feel like it has good like public reception. Um, and obviously they put out talented. People, so. I mean, unless you hate Wispel. Remember, like, the whole, like, Starship, you a help. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. 
Yeah, unless but, I, I, I doubt I doubt Wisp is gonna carry over because freaking yeah, Pledis isn't was, even Pledis isn't even on this season, which is yeah. a shock. <laughs> yeah, that but, is shocking. Um, yeah, it, it is funny though for the uh, trainee videos, like uh, for like Starship and JYP and stuff. More than more of the video was like actual groups like congratulating them and like <laughs> wishing them luck than it was the actual trainees. Wait, it was, so like, who, who the did trainee, for Starship? Uh, yeah, the, it was like the trainee showed up for like less than a minute, and then it was like Monster X, Yun Jung, and um, Yujin and Wan Young, like oh all God. had they separate all- <laughs> separate video things saying like good luck, blah blah blah. Oh and my then God! JYP was the same. It was like it was uh, twice, and um, there was someone like there was an actress twice, and then uh, I think like Bam Bam or someone from Got Seven. <laughs> That's so, like, hilarious. They, yeah, there was like more than half the video was not even the trainee. It was other groups like hey, just trying not, to get their popularity out there. Yeah, they're not messing yeah. around. They're gonna they're gonna leverage that the Starship is definitely gonna leverage that popularity as best as they can. So I, I I would be shocked if at least one of these guys don't make doesn't make it into the final group just because Starship has done well like almost every season at this point. So yeah. Uh, next, we've got uh, Urban Works Media, who produced uh, my my precious llama girl Kim Minju from Eyes One. They're sending way more trainees this time because Kim Minju was the only one that they sent on Produce Forty Eight. This time, they're sending uh, Kim Dong Kyu, Kim Min So, um, Byun Song Tae, and Hong Song Hyun. So it definitely seems like Urban Works Media I had never heard of prior to Produce Forty Eight, and it seems like they're gonna they're gonna beat that horse until they, and hopefully they're gonna try to produce another. Uh, uh, Minju. It, it definitely seems like sending this many trainees. Yeah, yeah. They just want to capitalize on making making it last year or last season. Mm. Oh, we already mentioned. Uh, by the way, we already mentioned uh, Stone Music's uh, Kim Sung Hyun. So that's why I skipped him over. Uh, next, we have from WM Entertainment, Lee Gyu Hyung. So WM Entertainment is uh, the home of Lee Chaeyun from Eyes One. So. That's interesting. I, I don't know what their plans are, in all honesty, because ONF is kind of a new group, and yeah, they still have to put out whatever like girl group that Cheon's in. So yeah, I mean, they're uh, th- this is more like someone that's trying to shoot for the actual group. So yeah. That by the time he's out, they could put him in their new gr- like, yeah, guy group. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean, if um, I mean, if, if Cheon set the bar, like hopefully this guy's good at dancing too. I didn't actually end up seeing his video, but like. Chan definitely set a high bar for him, so hopefully he follows up. Yeah. Uh, Wulim Entertainment, who has produced the likes of Kwanan B and Kim Chae Won from Eyes One, is sending an entire army of goddamn people. They're sending six trainees. Uh, names are Kim Dong Yoon, Kim Min So, not related to the other Kim Min So from Urban Works, uh, Moon Jun Ho, Ju Chang Guk, uh, Cha Jun Ho, and Hwang Yun Song. Oh my god, six. I think six might actually be the most in terms of like how many trainees are being sent this time around, so. This is that. This is yeah. probably an entire group, in in all honesty. Uh, yeah, yeah, or close to it, similar to how, like, all of Pristine was in season one. <laughs> yeah, almost, pretty much. Well, there there's like seven out of the ten. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, Willem definitely. It seems like they're trying to aim for another. But I mean, like, Golden Child is kind of new, so. 
Yeah, I but mean, they're going to be around for 100 years. So. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be around for 100 years, so I guess you need a group after that. Um, yeah, if you exactly. don't get that joke, you have to have got the cake on New York. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm guessing maybe they'll just go with a different concept for this group, because Golden Child is definitely more like uh, like a cutesy boy group, so maybe they'll go with like more like a, like a Monster X type of group with, with whatever comes out of this show, so we'll see. Yeah. You think someone from Willem will get in? Yeah, I think there's a good shot. Um, they're they're a good company, and I mean it's really hard to say who's gonna get in because um, we haven't seen them in action. But uh, if I mean one, they they this is a good chunk of people, and then two, like yeah, they're a good company that knows how to train people well. So mm-hmm. there's a good shot. Uh, closing out this section, we have Hello Entertainment. Uh, we mentioned a few of them before. Uh, they produced the likes of uh, Cho Yena from uh, Eyes One. We have uh, Yu Song Jun, uh, Cho Song Hyun, and Hwang Gyumyul. Uh, I don't know if Yuha can pull another one out of the hat this time around, uh, in all honesty, because they, they sent trainees on season two, but nothing really happened that time around. But. Um, I mean, I'd be interested in seeing what a boy group would be under uh, UHL because, I mean, Everglow was just incredible. So um, maybe they'll do like a, a, a male Everglow type group. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that I could see that happening. Um, and uh, this is just like we said, uh, just notable omissions entirely. There's no Pledis this time around. Thank God, just because freaking Pledis just keeps... Pledis should just treat their trainee or their their employees better instead of just throwing them onto produce and hoping that they get popularity. Um, and I mean, I, at this point, I don't know if they have anyone else to throw on the show <laughs> because they sent Newest, they sent Gone, but like I really don't know who else they would have had to send. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, other than just like new trainees for a new boy group, maybe. But, but no, they they have to fail first in seventeen. Yeah, still, they, and then bring Pristine back. Please, <laughs> so they can't send Pristine on this show. It's all. Bo- I imagine it's like we don't care. We're just gonna put. We're just gonna put them on this boy group show. Uh, other notable omission: Cube. No Cube this this time around. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but uh, they're kind know, of a they're in a weird spot right now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I don't yeah. know what they'd. Yeah, I don't know if they should like focus too much on new boy tra- trainees because they really need to focus on Pentagon like surviving <laughs> after uh, Edon leaving and everything, and just I yeah. guess getting idle over and everything. So that's not too surprising. Um, uh, to close out this uh, Produce One One series preview, we've got uh, I just wanted to highlight two notable foreign and mixed trainees. We've got uh, Anzardi Timothy from Esteem Entertainment. He's half French, half Korean, which is I've never heard of before. Yeah, I was scrolling through the list and I saw his name and I was like, what kind of <laughs> nationality is that? And so I like Googled him. I was like, yeah, French Koreans are interesting. Yeah, uh, and he and it, K-pop is really popular in France, so maybe they can leverage that fan base. Definitely. Yeah, I mean they they're on KCON, so yeah. Um, and I mean, like he he was playing like guitar and like singing a song in French, so they're they're it's like he's probably gonna be like uh, Kim Samuel from season two. They're gonna play up the fact that he's a foreign, like uh, he's half Korean, and, and like yeah, they're gonna definitely play up that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's always a good thing to uh, get fans. Mm-hmm. And closing off, last but not certainly not least, probably the most popular trainee, at least meme wise, when it comes to the yeah. uh, 
coming out of this. We Definitely. have Peak from Chandelier Music, Peak who is from, from Phonehouse. Peak from Phonehouse, yes. Everyone leave, leave yeah, Peak. Everyone, everyone leave Peak in the comments. Um, please, please tell me you you saw his you saw his uh, introduction. Yes, video. I watched his. Intro. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the ones I watched. I, was, I don't know what what was going on there, but so if you haven't watched, please. If you're listening, please go watch Peak's uh, introduction video because literally he just starts off like with like Thai music and doing like Muay Thai moves, and then he goes to like a like a beat pad and everything. Yeah, he's just incredible, and I think just like though I find the way he speaks Korean actually pretty endearing, just because like you can tell there's kind of an accent to it, but he's actually pretty good at speaking Korean. So yeah, so <laughs> I'm actually pretty hyped for Peak, but he might be. We'll see how good his actual skills are. He might be yeah, the Jungmoon. Yeah, exactly. He might be the Jungmoon Bok of the season where he's just super popular for being like a meme. Like, yep. <laughs> Jungmoon Bok was popular for his hair. But, I mean, I, I love Pika as a personality, so hopefully he gets to stick around. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he he seemed cool. Um, I like that he didn't take himself too seriously. Yeah, definitely. So, that, that's a good personality. And it, I mean, just the fact that he, he got himself over with personality, like, alone is going to be a huge help. So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully as the long Korean as he's not utter trash. Yeah, ho- like, I mean, even if he's utter trash, I mean, he's, he's popular. <laughs> he can still get pop. He can still that's get. That's true. Into- <laughs> like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a popularity contest. This guy is a talent show. Anyway, uh, that'll close it out for our Produce One Hundred and One season review. X One Hundred and One season preview. Uh, let us know if there's any trainees we missed, anyone you want us to highlight, or anyone you want us to follow. Uh, any f- early favorites for you at this point, Nate, or you just wait until the show? Um, no, yeah, I'm mostly waiting for the show. Um, yeah, Peak definitely stood out, um, just from his ridiculousness, but other than that, we'll see, uh, who catches my eye during the show. Uh, well, I, I said mentioned before, uh, Choi Suwon is probably, like, the one I have my eye on right now, but I usually don't. I don't lock in my favorites until at least episode zero. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. You'll join us again at the middle of May. Cause we're not going to re- yeah, do our first step. Like ep- we're not going to do our first episode until episode three of uh, produce X one airs. So, uh, please, uh, subscribe so you can keep up with us in the meantime. Uh, we'll definitely uh, try to keep up to date when it comes to produce X one one and yeah, definitely can't wait for the show. What do you think that your, your thoughts are on, how this season will go in comparison to previous seasons. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think I think it'll be fairly similar. Um, I don't think they'll change too much up. It'll be interesting to see what they're doing with this X rating and how much it actually changes the show and the format. I don't. I honestly don't think it will that much because, like we said, the ratings just don't matter past a certain point. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm. And with that said, let's move on to our second topic of the Produce cast. And this is going to be our review of Eyes One's Heart. comeback album entitled Hard Eyes. Nate, since I did yep. all the talking in the previous episode, you can take it away. Yep. Uh, so yeah, like Andrew said, we're going to be reviewing Eyes One's comeback album, um, which is our second mini album, uh, Heart Eyes. Uh, and we're starting it off with Hey Bay Like It. Um, and this song is exactly what I expected hearing the name of the song. Um, it's just like that super bouncy, cute, electronic pop music. Um, it reminded me a lot of Rollin' Rollin' uh, from 40, Produce 48. Yep. Um, it, it's very similar to that song. Um, and I love that song. I I, I don't think you did. Um, so I'm sure you didn't like the song very much. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think 
the instrumentals are a little basic for this song, um, but I think they do their job well, at least. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a, a fun fun way to start the album off. Mm. Yep. Hey, Bay, I don't like it. <laughs> It's, it kind of sounds it kind of sounds like an objectively worse version of you know remember color eyes off of the first uh, yeah like yeah, a song yeah. color eyes it just kind of sounds like a worse version of that like like on its own I probably wouldn't have like not liked it as much but there's a song that comes up later on this album that kind of makes this song completely redundant in terms of the st- style of song that they're going after so yeah. I think that's why I just ended up not liking it as much yeah I, I guess that I could see that like going back to it after hearing airplane which i assume what you're talking about yeah um would like make it a little less effective yeah and like i can ha- i can only handle so much like one young qt voice like as a nope, human being that's why i'm sorry rolling roll yeah basically yeah it's basically just rolling rolling like qt one young voice like and I, I can i can only yep. handle so much of it i'm sorry so like it's it's not that bad but i mean yeah it just it kind of just ends up being completely redundant after hearing airplane yeah um and next we have the single off the album violetta violetta um, or violetta um uh, and I like that they're having this theme with their title tracks and I like flower theme. Um, and then also I like that they're sticking along the style of Lovey and Rose um, doing a more mature, like elegant type song um, and keeping like the cute stuff for the album. Um, I, th- I think it's a good mixture because of they They actually do this surprisingly considering how young a lot of them are. They do this very well. Yeah. Um, and so like they can obviously do the cutesy fun songs like airplane and Hey, Bay, I like it, but this, they actually do this really well. Um, and so I like that, that they're sticking with this theme. That was a pretty big worry for us going into like one, going into eyes one that we're In like, general, Oh God. Yeah. yeah. We're like, Oh God, they're just going to make it a super cutesy group and they're, they're going to do nothing yep. to differentiate them from like, I don't know, like, like IOI or whatever. Yeah, so, and then they came out with Lavian Rose, and we're like, Holy and they were like, shit. nope, we just ate all of our words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, this is this is very similar to Lavian Rose, um, but it has a deep house drop, oh, so it's it's so, so good. good. It's so um, good. Now that being said, I don't think I think I like Lavian Rose better, um, but I didn't think they would come anywhere close to making a follow up as good as it. Yeah, and I same. think they got very very close. Um, like this is just a tiny step under it for me. Um, and I could see myself even growing to like this more. Um, Hmm. but yeah, I, I was very surprised at how good this song was considering how good their first song was. Um, I, I think the music video is aesthetic as hell. I love it. Oh, Um, it's so good. There isn't much going on in it, but it's fine because it just looks so good. Uh, It's just so aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like in the choreography, um, there's like little throwbacks, uh, to Lovey and Rose. Yeah. Um, they do like the, they do the hand, yeah, the hand yeah. part and stuff. There's a couple little throwbacks and it, it's nice because they have this theme of like the songs are similar style. They have the flower theme with the names mm-hmm. and the choreography both in, like have flowery type moves in them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall I love the choreography. It's great. Uh, there's a lot of like really intricate hand movements and stuff. Um, yeah, it was a fantastic comeback and way better than I, I like, I, I think I kept my expectations a little low because of how much I liked Love Young Rose. Yeah. Um, and so this, this made it seem way better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrote this as a comment, like, on our Produce 48, but I guess I'll just reiterate it here, where, like, for me specifically, like, the my biggest problem with K-pop, or my biggest gripe with K-pop is that with comebacks, it's usually, or the way groups work, it's usually either A, they rehash the same goddamn song over and over again and they beat it to a pulp, or they just, like, go completely abandon concepts, like, willy-nilly, um... Like left it basically. It's it's the I'm I'm literally quoting this as it's the Diamomoland conundrum where one group just does a completely different song every single time. One group just can't stop doing the same song over and over again. So yeah, yeah. Um, and it almost feels like trying to find like that perfect balance between like innovating or like iterating upon like the style that a group made as their debut. Without yeah. like completely abandoning the sound that you fell in love with in the first place, it feels like chasing a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Violetta is that unicorn, like it. Yeah, it's that. It's a perfect blend of like thematically and like sonically. It sounds similar to Lovey and Rose, or it's the same style of song yep. Lovey and Rose, but it completely changed it. Like ha- I guess the overall sound by having this like house drop, and it still manages yep. to fit what Eyes One is as a group perfectly, and that's like. Trying to contextualize that, it's that's a, almost impossible. Like trying to, like make a song that sounds just as good as like your debut or just as good as your most popular song without just completely copying it. That's so, so hard. Like even like like any artist like really is it's very hard to do that. So, yep. Like, like I just really I have to applaud like the production team behind this. I believe it was produced by. Uh, one half of E1, his name is uh, the group, the production team E1. His name is Choi Hyunjun, who worked on Wuju Sonyo's Secret, and which is one of my favorite songs. Like yeah. one of my favorite songs by Wuju Sonyo, and you definitely in the pre-chorus, you definitely got that get that Wuju Sonyo vibe out of it. And I, I've yep. mentioned time and again before, like Wuju Sonyo is probably my favorite IOI branch. So for them to sort of incorporate that here, I'm all for it. I am a hundred percent for bringing more of this like house chiptunesy type of thing into girl group music because no one does it. No one does it. They're yeah. always. It feels like. A lot of girl groups are afraid to do this type of sound or like this incorporate house into their music. Like we hear it a lot from like guy groups or whatever. Like that's a normal thing. But I mean, the only yeah. girl groups that really incorporate house is probably like do it prominently is probably Eyes One and like Luna. That's it. Like uh, you and GWSN. GWSN. Like you're pretty much the only groups that are like. And by doing that, it's them pushing the envelope in some degree. Whereas I feel like it should be more of a standard to some degree, as just as much as I don't know, like. Tropical House or Latin songs are in terms of uh, K-pop genres. Yeah. Um, one thing I was really impressed with is I think everyone managed to stand out like equally, which is a very hard yeah, thing to I do agree. with a 12-member group. And not to mention the, like the line distribution for a 12-member group, where literally everyone gets a line, is that's that's uh, that's another feat to sort of be impressed with. Um, yeah. For me, the two that stole it were uh, Minju because. I'm sorry, Hyeon, but Minju had like the best rap verse on the entire song. It, I feel so bad, but like yeah, it was weird. Yeno didn't have a rap, but they gave it to Minju. I, I don't mind I, just because like Minju I did a good job. Yeah, and I, I like Yena as a singer as well. So, but Minju just killed it. Like I didn't expect that coming yeah. out of her. In all honesty, yeah, same. Um, also, Anya Jin got a lot of focus, like when she's like doing the choreography in the water thing. That was really cool. Just, like the yeah. choreography for this entire like thing is incredible. Just like the dance part during the chorus. 
it's just yep. like this really complicated like dance move sort of thing like I'm glad that again like I'm really like a stickler when it comes to like choreography especially for girl groups and I love that like they're not they're not playing it safe or easy when it comes to um when it comes to eyes one they're really giving them complex choreography or just really intricate yeah. looking choreography and I, I I need more girl groups to do that so hopefully they'll learn from this um the only thing is I wish the MV kind of got to show it more because like you barely yeah, get to see the choreography yeah there really isn't much choreography in the yeah which is video. a shame it's just because like watching the live stages the choreography the, the, the way that they sort of like organize the lines and everything is incredible like each different person of the group just gets their time in the center which is really hard to do with these kind of groups yeah um, as you, as you mentioned, like this MV is just aesthetic as all hell, like the color pastel. It, it's like all these yep. pastel greens, pinks. Like it's basically like an Easter looking music video. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that sort of contrast that they're doing with it, and I love that the outfits sort of match that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like and they have like the pastel purple, so like the, it ties in with like the color violet and everything. Like they just there's a lot of thought put into like the color. Color palette or the color uh, direction of this music video. I know there's not a lot going on in the actual music video itself, but I I love that attention to detail that they're putting into this um, song. So overall, yeah. like it might just be recency bias, but I might like this song a lot better than Lavi and Rose, just because I'm a, such oh, a really? sucker for I'm a, such a sucker for house beats. Or yeah, house I, drops, I am so. too. But yeah, that it, it came really close, but. Laviano Rose is so good and just uh, and, and it might also just be like the how fast or like how cool the choreography looks for the chorus yeah. part so it, it might just be a recency bias thing but I mean definitely let us know in the comments if you, which one you prefer between Violetta and Laviano Rose so I'd like to see what the mm -hmm. consensus is yeah uh, next we have Highlight it's a cover of the group um, <laughs> and I thought this uh, this has a really awesome instrumental like with a prominent like marimba bell type synth going on mm. um and i just love how empty the like pre-chorus and the drop chorus are um it, it's just it's another like deep house style drop chorus but this one's a lot more sparse um and just oh it, it just gives that like very spacious feeling um and then there's also like a lot of weird mysterious sci-fi sounding synths for the chorus um with like really intricate stuff a lot of like layering of different sounds um so yeah a lot of the instrumentals stood out to me in the song mm. um and then another thing was uh yena's rap was oh. fantastic yeah she killed it, it should on have this. gone on longer um oh. it was too short <laughs> so yeah i mean more house means me i'm gonna like it way more of course yep. um it's got like this interesting sort of part where they do like some like trap r&b breakdown sort of thing so they it's like this like house beat and they're incorporating a bit of like red velvety type of stuff into it as well which like like pulling from my favorite groups obviously and doing it into one song like it's like it's like they're reading my mind in terms of like how to make the perfect like girl group song um yeah the the synth samples are definitely interesting i'm pretty sure it's the same like sample pack that they use on the you know like the iphone ringtone like that dun 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 dun. Oh, really? <laughs> i'm pretty sure it is it sounds exactly like the iphone one so i thought mm. that was funny but again i just i'm glad that they're not shying away from using house when it comes to these uh girl group sort of things and 
Uh, yeah, that's that's why I love this song. Ultimately, it's just again like the they fit it so perfectly as well, um, despite it not having the the luxury of a visual element. It just Eyes One just fits this perfectly, and I hope they keep incorporating um, different elements of house into their future songs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, next we have Really Like You. Uh, and this is an acoustic ballad. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it really shows off their great vocalists. Although it does also showcase that some of them still need um, some help, uh, especially the Japanese members. Um, definitely, you could tell they they're a little more rough in their uh, mm, yeah vocal Hichan, abilities. Hichan definitely kind of is rougher on the lyrics, but I love Hichan. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but overall, I think like it's a great song and yeah like their their main vocalists are so good like yuri especially is insanely good yuri chaewon um, like and chaewon yeah so and this showcases that well also i love the rap part um especially since i like more sentimental like emotional rap. rapping parts yeah. so like that having like a really good rap part in this acoustic ballad was great Basically anything that sounds like Epic <laughs> Exactly. Just give me Epic High. Epic High and Eyes One. Yeah. Um you heard and it I, here I first. really like I really like the ending of uh, where like it there's like an extended forever fade out and then it just ends with like with you. Um mm. like I thought that was a good ending. Mm. I mean, I'm normally the guy that's kinda of bored of these uh acoustic ballads that are kind of like this but i feel like yeah the, the vocalists mm-hmm. that eyes one has on their repertoire make this way more of an interesting song than like any other um acoustic ballad song would be also i'm just attaching yeah. myself to this song now for when they sing this in their goodbye concert and i'm just f- fucking crying like a baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to get attached to it now before i have to <laughs> um yeah. but yeah it, it this is like the vocals on this are definitely the standout, and I really, I, I really hope they incorporate this a lot more into their, into their, uh, into their albums. And I, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing an acoustic ballad song as a single like this, because again, they they have the vocal chops to justify um, making a song like this a single, or like as a yeah. as a repackaged sort of thing. So, yep. Um, next we have airplane. Um, and this is like we talked about before. It's it's bouncy, fun pop music, uh, similar to Hey Bay, like it. Um, I just love the mix of like the bright synths and then like the bouncy guitar parts. Um, I think they mix really well. And then the chorus is insanely catchy. Like the A I R P L A N E part's just gonna be stuck in my head for a long time. Like it's just such a fun. A N E. It's just it's just such a fun, catchy song. Um, and like this is what we expected from Eyes One, um, based on like the final uh, the members <laughs> lineup, um, and yeah, I think they pull it off really well. Mm. So this is produced by Idewi, uh, formerly of One One. Oh really? I didn't know. Yeah, that. I'm just like at this point, just like let Dewi be in a girl group already. God damn it! Like his like the the songs he produces for girl groups are just so because he did um. He did a song for Produce 48, remember? That was like the most yeah, cutesy song out of all of them, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, like, he's, he's surprisingly good. He's really good at doing girl group songs. But um, I think the funniest thing about this is that he basically gave them a twice song. Like, it's not even just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no qualms about it. He basically gave them a twice song. And I think... 
I think just the, the hilarity of that fact is why I ended up liking the song more than I thought it would. <laughs> because, like, the structure is almost exactly like a toy song. Like, the lyric... He basically just gave him, like, ooh-ah. <laughs> like, the lyrics... Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like, the verses are pretty much, like, ooh-ah. And then you even have, like, freaking, um... Like, Joe Yuri's hitting, like, the Jihyo high notes and everything. Like, it's almost, like, an exact copy. It's so funny. But... Yeah. It reminds me of the twice B-sides that I did like back when, like, during, like, uh, the story begins. Like, that's sort of, like, early, like, twice era. So, I do... Yeah. That's why I do... I have an affinity for this sound, which is why I'm not really just, like, annoyed or I don't like the song or anything. I really enjoy that part. And also, they do it well. They do it surprisingly well. So... Yeah. I just wouldn't want this to be the single. Oh, honestly. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I, I think it's it's good as an album track. Yeah, just keep going with, like, the mature, like, house, like, sort of type of vibe, uh, EDM type of vibe with the, the singles, and then you can do these as, uh, do these as album tracks. But, yep, awesome song for Dewey to give them, and... Honestly, like, they wish you just, like, they, it'd be funny if, like, freaking Ab-6 Ab just ended up being, like, sounding like this, like, as a girl, even though they're a boy. I'd be all for that, in all honesty, just, like, a, a boy twice concept. Like, think about yeah. how awesome that'd be. <laughs> and Dewey can pull it off, so, like, I, I, have, yeah. I have faith in, I have faith in him. <laughs> uh, next, uh, we have Up, which is Tropical House. It's a cover um, of the movie. <laughs> it's a cover of the movie. Uh, it's Tropical House. Um, and I, literally my notes are take note Momo land. Here's how to make a fun, non-annoying tropical house song. <laughs> um, I, and I, yeah, this is just, this is like my bread and butter. Everyone knows I love tropical house and this is just a really good, like fun tropical house song. Um, I love the group layered, like vocals layered with the high notes at the end. Um, I, like I, it just brought the end of the song to be like a really powerful, mm. um, ending just the build up. um, and all with all the layers and stuff. Um, so yeah, overall, I loved it. Obviously, I love Tropical House, and I like the even though it's a different type of house, like having it the house music interspersed mm. throughout the album, um, gave it a nice identity. Yeah, it's got a bit of a Tropical House. It also kind of reminds me of like early, early G Friend to some degree, which is probably why I really like this song. Yeah, just because I'm a really big fan of G Friend, but um. Yeah, this song's incredible. Like this could have been a single. Like yeah, in all honest, like this is my yeah, this is my favorite of the album tracks, and it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the their stages. Like the live stage for this is really good. You have to if you haven't watched their um their their showcase, like you really need to see the choreography for this because it's really good. Um, but yeah, this is just this is how yeah again like you definitely Momoland take note. This is how you do like fun upbeat like tropical house type songs. Um, it's just. It, yeah, I'm just really blown away with how many different like styles of house or how many different genres that Eyes One can tackle, and they seem to excel in almost everything that they do. So, and that's that's definitely something I really value in groups is um, variety and how you're able to transition your group identity from genre to genre like this. So, and yeah. still, ma it still manages to fit in with like songs like Highlight and uh, Violetta. So, just. Really, just I, I was shocked at how much I ended up enjoying the the album tracks on this because usually those are just those are usually what determine what makes an album what separates a good album from a great album. Just what separates an album that has an awesome title track between an album that has a good title track and also having good album tracks. So yeah, yep. this definitely solidified just how much I love this album. Yep. 
Um, and then we also have the Korean versions of the two of their Japanese songs, um, the unit songs. Um, so we have uh, Nekoni Naritai. Um, Nekoni Naritai, yep. Naritai. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly don't have too many notes about these. Um, I didn't. My my feelings didn't really change on them based on our review of them previously. Um, but I like both of them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Nekoni Naritai Korean version, uh, it was tr- the lyrics were actually trans- translated into Korean by Minju, and for Gokigen Sayonara, oh, nice. it was translated into Korean by Cheon. Um, my only notes are: is I actually liked Nekoni Naritai. Uh, not necessarily just because it was in, not necessarily because it was in Korean, but um, this version had all twelve members, and I feel like it filled out the song way more than the original one did. Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah so okay. that's that's the that's the only difference that I'd say would ma- improve it. Um, Gokigen Sayonara, I didn't like as much just because it trying to fit the lyrics in to Korean without saying the words Gokigen Sayonara just kind of made it sound a bit weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, just because I was I, maybe just because I'm used to hearing it one way as opposed yeah. to the other. Yeah, uh, I'm always usually like I always think the the okay. version that comes out first is usually just the better version because you get used to it, um, and it's what it was originally meant to be. Mm. Um, there are a couple exceptions to that, but yeah, like I kind of agree. Uh, I'd probably still listen to the Japanese version over I, I, the I Korean mean, version. My perfect blend would be like. A twelve-member version of Japanese, of Japanese version. Nekonina, yeah, like Nekonina and Gokigen Sayonara. So like, like twelve, yeah. like full-member versions, just because I feel like yeah, they, they fill out the song a, bit, a lot more than just like the unit, like the small unit versions. But I mean, yeah, it's just the night. I think just just this as a sign of them not completely ignoring the fact that they do music in Japan is a nice sort of touch. Like this song. I think yeah, the, the, these songs were produced by like AKS, like the they were the, it was worked on by like the the Japanese team in charge of like AKB48, and it's I'm glad okay. that they're not that they're not just completely ignoring the fact that they exist just because they're promoting in Korea. So that's a really good sign of just like how how serious they're taking both sides of their promotion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for us. Um, yeah, obviously the next song we talked about both of them there, but uh, the other one is Goki and Sayonara. There's a Korean version of that as well. Um, but yeah, so we'll get to our scores. Um, and for me, I gave it a six out of seven for music. Um, I really liked everything. Um, I, there were a couple, a couple things that were a little bit of a miss, but, uh, overall I thought it was fantastic album. Um, and I gave it a full three out of three for concept because I love the music video. Um, like you said, uh, we talked about that. It's really aesthetic. It's really well done. The choreography is really good. Their styling is really good. Just everything about the concept was perfect. Uh, so I give it a nine out of 10 overall. Uh, I actually gave it the same score. Surprisingly, I did not expect to give this a nine out of 10 with my new rank ranking system, uh, being more strict, but how I broke it up is I gave perfect marks 3.5, uh, for the, uh, single Violetta like Violetta might be- Violetta's a song of the year candidate in all honesty like that's that's how much I love this song like and mm-hmm. I can't wait if they go to one if we end up seeing them because we're gonna go um, we're go- for you listeners we're gonna, go to we're, we're gonna go to MTV the show and there's an, a good possibility that um that Eyes One will be promoting um, Violetta while we're there. I can't wait. I can't wait to see this live stage, and I can't wait to see it at like KCON or whatever. Like I, I'm just so, yeah. I'm just so hyped for this group. In all honesty, or just reinvigorated, or reminded me why I love this group so much. And I gave a three out of three point five for the album. Um, 
despite Hebe like it existing, um, I loved everything else pretty much, so it didn't bring drag it down the score too much. Uh, concept yeah. I gave two point five out of three. Um, yeah, I'd say like maybe showing a bit more of the choreography would be the only mark I could have against it. Yeah, yeah, but that's how I broke up my nine out of ten, and yeah, just I, I, eyes one is just like at this stage of their career or them their existence as a group. I know I, I I wasn't around for IOI and I kind of just didn't pay attention as much to Wanda One, but I feel like at this point I think they're talent wise or just music wise they've put out better music than any of the other uh, produced groups have at this point in their career. This like because yeah, I'm, I mean like you had like IOI I feel like really didn't hit their stride until Num Num Numu and like Wanda One they went from. Like the high of energetic, and then eh, like yeah, they, they so kind of like, like right now, like Eyes One is like this, and then they went like this for me, like in all honesty. And it's very rare mm. that groups do that. So just like their their career trajectory at this point is just looking really good. And I hope that I hope that like the the, the type of quality, the level of quality that uh, off the record is putting into Eyes One just is continuous. Hopefully, it rubs off on. Uh, on like from his nine as well. Like I'm really excited for what their music output will be for the rest of this year. Yeah. Uh, Want to read um, off um, Jacob's notes? Yeah, I'll read off both of there. So Jacob doesn't have notes. Uh, he didn't have time to write them up yet, uh, but we're going to put them in the uh, description. Um, but he gave us a score. Uh, so he gave them a five out of seven for music and a two out of three for concept. Uh, so a seven out of 10 overall. He's a hater. Um, How do I give a higher score than Jacob for once? And then also, Cooper is also a hater. Uh, Cooper said, This album is definitely a step up from their debut, though I do like La Vie en Rose more than Violetta. It feels pretty similar in structure, except the drop is a house beat. The B-sides here are much stronger, particularly Up and Airplane. The MV is beautiful once again, and their choreo looks really smooth, even with 12 members. The Japanese songs here still don't impress me much at all. They feel too long and don't add anything to this album. The Japanese members still struggle with vocals. This stands out particularly on Really Like You, where I winced a couple times. Overall, this is a solid first comeback, and I look forward to seeing where they go from here. Uh, and he gave music a 5 out of 7, and a concept 2.5 out of 3, so a 7.5 out of 10. So, doing the math and putting that into the calculator, we're going to get an average of... Eight. Eight. Damn it, this didn't get it. Too how low. Do, how do I... How am I the one that gives the high score, and we don't manage to give it, a, like, a, a, a truly Daybok? Like, see, like, because the things you like, everyone hates, apparently. I, I don't guess, know how... I guess. I, I don't, don't know. know where they're getting their... Uh, I don't know where Jacob's getting a two out of three for concept. Lord. Um, but yeah. They're haters. They don't they like, they don't, like they it. Don't, as much. They don't They're care haters. about. Exactly. They don't care about choreography as much. So, uh, um, what are your thoughts yeah, on so Eyes One's Heart Eyes? What did you like, Violetta? Did you think it was a good enough follow up? Um, which was your favorite album track? Are you more excited about Eyes One now or less excited? Definitely, let us know in the comments what your thoughts are in this group. Because again, I, I, I'm just surprised at how much I ended up liking this group for how much in crisis I was at the end of Produce 48 considering, oh no, I'm going to like this group less than Wanda One, but it, this the way it's shaping up, this group might be it might be my IOI, like, or like how IOI is to you, Nate, my eyes one might be that to me, in all honesty yeah so 
Yeah, that, I guess that'll do it for uh, Produce Cast episode 10. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, please subscribe, uh, like, so it'll help our uh, whatever likes do. <laughs> I don't know what likes do in all honesty. YouTube's algorithm just... They just your your videos show up in like suggestions and stuff. I like. guess. So yeah, if you want uh, if you want our videos to serve sort of, uh, spread and let everyone else know how uh, we do things, definitely leave a like, um, subscribe to keep up to date with whatever we're doing with Produce Cast or our other shows. Um, definitely leave a comment or you can, if you want to reach us, um, you can find us either on Twitter at truly uh, you can find our personal Twitters, uh, located under our windows, or if you want to reach us the fastest, please join our discord server. Um, our discord yep. server is mucho lit. We are on there all the time. We love, uh, interacting with our fans and our listeners. We do a lot of fun stuff like discography. We should probably do, we should probably do an IOI discography listener, like a song rating. Well, I know do, no, it's, it's, it's the next song rating is IOI branch groups. But it's all of IY's music because they only have like 20 songs. Okay, so basically it's an excuse so it, it's for you all, to give everything... It's, it's an yeah, excuse it, for you to give everything a 10. It's all going to be all of IY's music plus all of the singles from the branch groups. Yeah, so basically in our Discord uh, server we just sort of rank songs kind of like how we do our reviews. Just compare and contrast notes or likes and dislikes, see who uh, has similar ideas. So it's a fun thing to And we yell at in. each other a lot. And yeah, you, 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 we yell bad, at each other occasionally. Bad, uh, bad uh, <laughs> opinions like Cooper giving TT a 4 out of 10. What the hell? Like, I mean, like yes, TT... Cooper like, has is, bad taste. At this point, I don't think it's the best song, but it's not a four. Anyway, if you want to take part in the fun, definitely join our Discord server. Uh, that said, I mean, we don't have anything else until... Um, yeah, we don't have anything else until the, the show starts up in May. So definitely uh, keep up an eye out for that. Maybe if we see Eyes 1 at uh, MTV The Show, we could do a little topic on that. Uh, we're going to Korea in a couple weeks, so that's going to be exciting. Hopefully, I'll definitely be spending a lot on I. I'm, no, I'm probably going to buy the Eyes 1 light stick over there. In honesty. Oh, I'm 100% buying it. Yeah. Just because it's like, it, it looks like those, it looks like that popping thing, like the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little kid toy. <laughs> or it looks like dipping Dots or whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date on whatever we do in Korea, so... That said, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and until next time, oyasiminasai. Throbbingly oyasiminasai. <laughs>